off and the clock has started. Here we go. Greetings everyone and welcome to 20 minutes you'll never get back. Or at least Doug thinks it will be 20 minutes. After looking at the script, I'm guessing it will be more like 22 minutes, but we'll see. Here's Doug. <laughs> I think she's right. I think it will be 22 minutes. Anyway, welcome to another 20 minutes or 22 minutes that you'll never get back. My name is Doug Prazak. Thank you very much for listening. And for those of you who are certified 20-minute listeners, you brave souls who have listened to all 129 episodes so far, well, you have lost, let's see, 20, 129 is 2,580 minutes. Or, let's see, 43 hours. <laughs> or, one more time, 43 You've lost 1.8 days. See, it's not as bad as you think. You you spent less time than you would in lines in Disneyland. So there. <laughs> Some new folks downloaded last week's episode. Lisburn, Ireland. Southampton in the UK. We have a lot of UK people, but uh, first time from Southampton. Marlton, New Jersey. And Martins Ferry in Ohio. Delir uh, in South Holland. I think that's how you pronounce it. Delir. And Palo Alto, California, they're the first time on the list. I, I guess somebody at Stanford had 20 minutes to spare. <laughs> and sadly, nothing from Liechtenstein. And if this is the first time you're listening to this podcast, well, then welcome. And you have about 2,560 minutes you need to catch up on. So, <laughs> so get cracking on that, okay? Hey, I heard back from a couple people that they liked the dad joke episode last week. Again, I apologize for uh, laughing at the end of just about every joke. I can't help it. <laughs> okay. After last week's show was all done, edited, music was added, it was quality checked and approved by my executive producer, then uploaded and then published. My executive producer came into my office with her serious face on and she says, you know why you shouldn't play cards in the jungle? Because it's full of cheetahs. <laughs> Where were you before I started recording? God. Has anybody else heard Christmas music in a store yet? Trust me, I am not a Grinch, okay? I love Christmas. I even went out today and bought, I don't know, like 10,000 feet of Christmas lights to put up on my house. All right, it was really about 100 feet. But I can tell you, once I start putting them up, it's going to seem like 10,000 feet. Anyway, people, please, let me get through Thanksgiving, and then you can hit me with all the Christmas decorations, lights, and music you want. And speaking of Christmas music, you may recall that I let it be known that when I'm emperor of the universe, <laughs> whenever that happens, that Mariah Carey song would be banned. Well, the uh, 20 Minutes Vice President of Territory and State Acquisitions, Catherine, she asked that I include Last Christmas on the list. Done. <laughs> there, and now that my feelings about the timing of Christmas decorations are known, let's get to today's topic. When I finally uh, settled on a topic for this show, I had started my research because, you know, so you don't have to. I was uh, getting the story together and I got a message from listener Damien, who just coincidentally suggested a topic that actually was basically sort of an expanded version of my original topic. So the topic for this episode is conspiracy theories. Now settle down, everybody. I promise I am not going to take sides on any theory. I have my opinions on some of these theories, and you have yours, and we're just going to leave it at that. Okay, let's talk conspiracy theories. Everyone has heard of at least some of what I like to call the top-tier theories. <laughs> there is the 
Kennedy assassination, 9-11 was a government plot, the moon landing didn't ever happen, COVID-19 and the vaccine with microchips, the earth is flat, climate change isn't real, Area 51 has an alien living there, and the conspiracy theory that green M&Ms make you, well, uh, how do I put this, uh, horny. Oh my God. <laughs> Conspiracies in the candy world. Well, my friends, I won't be talking about any of these, none of them. Instead, we're going to take a look at how theories get started, how they expand, and why people subscribe to them. This episode came to be after I saw a a commercial on TV. I don't even remember what the product was, but it included the character Bigfoot. You may know uh, it as Sasquatch or its related cousin, the Yeti or Abominable Snowman, whatever. Listener Damien pointed out that in Europe, Bigfoot is referred to as Big Meter. (laughs) You see what happens when you have leftover jokes. (laughs) I'm going to start with Bigfoot since that was what uh, got me thinking in the first place. Now, Bigfoot is commonly referred to as Sasquatch, depending where you're at. If you're not familiar with Bigfoot, he, she, they, them, uh, nobody really knows, is a large and hairy human-like mythical creature that's believed to inhabit the forests in North America, particularly in the Pacific Northwest. Bigfoot enthusiasts have uh, offered all kinds of forms of their own evidence to prove Bigfoot's existence, including claims of sightings as well as photographs and video. I'm sure everybody's seen the video of the big hairy Bigfoot walking around and audio recordings of them yelling, hair samples and casts of large footprints. Animal Planet actually had a popular series called Finding Bigfoot, which lasted 11 seasons. Unfortunately, it never made good on the promise of his title. (laughs) The Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization lists at least one report from every state except Hawaii over the past two decades. Come on, Hawaii. (laughs) Here's the important part, all right? Still, the absence of evidence is not evidence of the absence either. That was heavy, Doug. Wild animals don't exactly mug for uh, photos. <laughs> Both non-believers and Bigfoot believers agree that many of the reported sightings are hoaxes. What? But the expert's conclusion is the allegations of the existence of Bigfoot are not credible. <laughs> to understand conspiracy theories a bit more, let's look at four questions. First, what is a conspiracy theory? Well, Merriam-Webster, they know their stuff. They say a conspiracy theory is a theory that explains an event or a set of circumstances as the result of a secret plot by usually powerful conspirators. For example, the conspiracy theory surrounding 9-11. Another definition is a uh, theory asserting that a secret of great importance is being kept from the public. For example, the conspiracy theory that a secret cabal of reptilian humanoids is running the world. (laughs) Next, how does a conspiracy theory get started? Well, let's say you have a feeling, a belief that something is different from an established belief. How do you get some steam behind your theory? Anyone can come up with a conspiracy theory. You may have one in your head right now. Take me, for example. Let's say I decide that perhaps, just perhaps, there really weren't 12 days of Christmas. Can anybody prove that? I say there were only 10 days of Christmas. After all those ladies dancing and the lords leaping around everywhere, people said, okay, that's enough days. We can call it good at 10. Merry Christmas, everybody. Drive safe. (laughs) But then 
Someone from the music industry surreptitiously added 11 pipers and 12 drummers and then came up with a song to cement the 12 days in people's minds. See, I have a conspiracy. Those added pipers and drummers all happened after the true love parade of gifts ended at 10. (laughs) So how do you get your theory to the infamous level? Well, in this day and age, the process is clearly driven by social media. My 10-day theory doesn't really fall into the political unrest category. There aren't any disgruntled citizens bemoaning the 11th and 12th days. So my theory is in the phenomena category that science can't really prove. The next step is how do these theories get shared? Well, I could create a YouTube video or maybe a podcast <laughs> explaining my 10 versus 12 day theory. I could write a post in some you know public forum or create a private Facebook group if I were on Facebook. My theory would then live in that group where no one would counter my idea and then I would build a legion of followers. The next surefire way to get my theory out there is to tweet it to a different conspiracy group. Members of conspiracy groups do love to hear other conspiracy theories. And then they pick it up and then it goes viral. And before you know it, some music group is recording the 10 days of Christmas. (laughs) Next, all it would take is for some celebrity to share it. It won't be Mariah. And then the news picks up the story And then there's debates all across the country, and my conspiracy theory now sits alongside the lizard people and the flat earth people. And the pipers and drummers everywhere are pissed at me. (laughs) The last question to answer is, why do people believe in conspiracy theories? Well, we're going to start with Karen Douglas. You may know her. She's a professor of social psychology at the University of Kent in the UK. And she says, Research suggests people are attracted to conspiracy theories when one or more psychological needs are frustrated. The first of these needs are epistemic. God, I'm sounding so smart, aren't I? Epistemic explanations refer to the desire to derive certainty and understanding. The world can often seem confusing, dangerous, and chaotic. At the same time, people want to understand what's happening and are driven to explain things that happen. Another psychological need is existential. This is the need for people feeling safer and more in control. When people feel threatened in some way, detecting sources of danger can be a way of coping with anxiety. Boy, that Karen, she knows it all, doesn't she? (laughs) And then there are these social reasons. People subscribe to different conspiracy theories. Some researchers have hypothesized that by believing in conspiracies, people are able to feel better about themselves and their own social group. Those who believe in the conspiracy feel that they are the heroes of the story, while those who are conspiring against them are the enemy. Because of all these psychological factors, no one is entirely immune from the lure of a conspiracy theory. That was a lot to handle, so it's definitely time for a break. And when I come back... I have a few lesser-known conspiracy theories and conspiracy theories that were actually true. So don't don't go away. <laughs> yeah, they're true. When you're looking for a treat to freshen taste and keep breath sweet, get double smoothness, flavor too. Get the gum that's double good to chew. Double your pleasure, double your fun with double good, double good, double mint gum. You know, there was a conspiracy theory that they uh, really weren't twins. (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) 
All right, how about some conspiracy theories that are not exactly in the mainstream, but they're definitely out there, and there's definitely people that support these theories. Our first one is Paul McCartney died in 1966. The Paul is dead conspiracy goes something like this. On October 9th, 1966, Paul McCartney got into an argument with the other Beatles. He stormed out of the studio and was promptly decapitated in a car accident. To cover the whole thing up, the band hired a look-alike and a sound-alike. Adding fuel to the fire came from the cover of the Abbey Road album. All four Beatles are photographed striding across Abbey Road. John is dressed in white, suggesting he's a priest. He's followed by Ringo, dressed in black, suggesting he's a mourner. Then there's Paul, who's barefoot, and he's out of step with the other three. His step is opposite of what the other three. And then George is the last in line. He's in worker clothes, suggesting he's a grave digger. That must mean something, right? Well, despite denials by the band and many, many, many public appearances by McCartney, some conspiracy theorists just can't let it be. And they come together to look for more clues. <laughs> Sorry, I, I had to do it. The next conspiracy is the Denver International Airport is the epicenter of all evil. Conspiracy theorists believe that the Denver International Airport is secretly the headquarters of the New World Order, the Illuminati, the Reptilians, or some other shadowy group with plans to take over the world. According to the theorists, the airport is built on top of a six-story deep bunker where the elites will hunker down to ride out the end of the world. There is no evidence, however, of anything beneath the airport besides maintenance tunnels, a baggage transport system, and travelers moving between terminals on an underground train. But that doesn't stop those who want to believe in something more nefarious that lies beneath the Denver International Airport. Here's a, another conspiracy theory you may not have heard of. The pharmaceutical companies and green lawns. Theorists say the push for green lawns in the United States is being led by Big Pharma. They claim that to get green grass, you need pesticides. Those pesticides in turn cause cancer, and cancer is good business for drug companies. I don't know what to say. How about this one? This one's going to cause some controversy. I know it. It's the conspiracy of Winnie the Pooh and mental illness. The theory is that author A.A. A. Milne's story, Winnie the Pooh, is an allegory for mental illness. Conspiracy theorists will tell you that every Pooh character represents a diagnosable mental illness. For example, Pooh has an eating disorder. Piglet has an anxiety disorder. Rabbit is narcissistic personality disorder. And Eeyore has depression. <laughs> you make your own call on that one. The conspiracy is the Earth has been sucked into a black hole. The European Organization for Nuclear Research, or CERN, is at the heart of a lot of conspiracy theories, including the belief that when CERN discovered the Higgs boson particle in 2012, it inadvertently created a black hole and the Earth was sucked into it. The believers think that the world ended in 2012, but we just haven't realized it yet. <laughs> Here's the conspiracy. Marilyn Monroe was murdered. Authorities found that she likely committed suicide in 1962 with an overdose of sleeping pills. However, some believe Monroe was murdered because of her ties to the Kennedy clan. Others claim she was killed before she could reveal top-secret intelligence about UFOs. Another theory 
blames the CIA for staging her suicide because Monroe was about to expose their attempts to kill Cuban leader Fidel Castro. Supporting the theorist's claim, Monroe's diary went missing from the coroner's office. I know. Okay, didn't like that one. How about this one? The conspiracy is there is no J.K. Rowling, you know, of uh, Harry Potter fame. Even Harry Potter has made it to the conspiracy theory game. In 2005, Norwegian filmmaker Nina Grunfeld argued that the Harry Potter series had been created by an entire industry of writers and that the woman known as J.K. Rowling was only a front. Grunfeld asked, is it possible that a person can write six thick books that are translated into 55 languages and sell more than 250 million copies in less than 10 years? That's the conspiracy. All right. Conspiracy is the moon doesn't exist. Although this theory is decidedly vague, it's very popular among some supporters. That round thing up in the sky is actually just a hologram that's projected every night by unknown people for unknown reasons. <laughs> Don't laugh, Doug. Oh, another conspiracy. Dinosaurs built the pyramids of Egypt. Creationists believe that dinosaurs actually coexisted with humans and that they were even one of the creatures on Noah's Ark. An evangelist pastor and the director of a Christian academy in Malta says further that dinosaurs helped the Egyptians build the Great Pyramid, stating how else could they possibly have done it? I mean, I have seen Fred Flintstone working as a Bronto crane operator at the Slate Rock and Gravel Company, so yeah. <laughs> and now in a finger-pointing take-that moment, how about some conspiracy theories that turned out to be true? The conspiracy was that during Prohibition, the government poisoned alcohol to keep people from drinking. Well, the truth is, conspiracy theories almost suggest the government is behind everything, and they were right in this case. Manufacturers of industrial alcohol had been mixing their product with dangerous chemicals for the years prior to Prohibition. But between 1926 and 1933, the federal government pushed manufacturers to use stronger poisons to discourage bootleggers from turning the alcohol into moonshine. Here's another conspiracy that ended up being true. The first lady who ran the country. The conspiracy is a stroke rendered President Woodrow Wilson incapable of governing and his wife surreptitiously stepped in. The truth is Wilson did suffer a debilitating stroke towards the end of his presidency, but the government felt it was in the country's best interest to keep things quiet. The public didn't learn about the stroke for months, during which time his wife, Edith Wilson, was making most executive decisions. Despite Mrs. Wilson claiming that she was acting only as a steward, historians who have analyzed the Wilson term in office confirm that for well over a year, Mrs. Wilson was effectively the president. And lastly... Here's the conspiracy. E.T. is buried in the desert of New Mexico. Guess what? This one's real. The Atari Game Company emptied out a warehouse and paid the city of Alamogordo to dump unsold game cartridges in the city landfill in 1983. In recent years, the treasure trove achieved the status of urban legend, especially since nobody remembered exactly where it was and because Atari had denied that it ever happened. The location was eventually identified and about 1,300 games were recovered, including hundreds of cartridges of the 1982 game E.T. the Extraterrestrial, 
which is widely considered to be the worst video game ever made. So yeah, E.T. was buried in the desert. <laughs> and that is all I have. But first, what have we learned? Well, we learned that Hawaii doesn't have a Sasquatch or a Bigfoot. Get on that, will you? We learned that if you fly to or go through Denver Airport, whatever you do, do not go downstairs. <laughs> and we learned that I don't think there are any pipers or drummers in that true love gift parade. It's a hoax, I tell you. <laughs> it ends at 10. <laughs> I'm sorry. That will wrap up episode 130. And uh, I appreciate you tuning in and listening as always. And I will talk to you next time on 20 Minutes You'll Never Get Back. Bye-bye. See, it did go long. Hi, it's me again, Doug. I want to take up a couple more seconds of your time just to remind you, if you want to stay informed of when uh, the next podcast is posted, all you need to do is sign up at uh, on that Instagram machine. It's at 20MYNGB. 20MYNGB. And that means 20 minutes you'll never get back. Uh, if you sign up there, you'll uh, always see when the next podcast is uploaded. And if you want to leave some comments, by all means, please do go to the uh, website at 20minutespodcast.com. So it's 20minutespodcast.com. And uh, you can uh, leave your comments there. It also tells you how you can be an announcer for the show. So take, take a look at those two things if you'd like and stay informed. And all, as always, thank you very much for listening to uh, 20 Minutes. You'll never get back. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.